Hi to all our listeners. This is Coach Chelsea, the host of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, a place where athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals come together to talk about faith, sports, and servant leadership. We hope that this podcast blesses you. If there's anything we could do for you, please find us at the Chelsea F on Twitter, at Chief Friend John, C H E F R A N J O H N on Instagram and streaming live at Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook. We pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to serve as God would ask us to. All right, everybody, I want to thank you for joining us again for another edition of the Servant Leader Coach's Bible Study. I try not to be biased. I'm your host, Coach Chelsea, but I'm super excited for this one tonight because let me tell y'all something. I don't even think these panelists know this, but normally by 7 p.m. Eastern, I'm in the bed. But see, I'm up tonight because we're going to have a real good conversation. We know that we've been working on the Servant Leader Coach's Bible Study to normalize faith in sports. And what better way to do that than to tap in some of our most favorite arenas and today we're going to sports media so we have servant leadership women of faith in sports media with some of my favorite people that i love to watch whether it be on a podcast watching them on twitter in their business and just doing their thing but they didn't forget where they came from and they also didn't forget who got them there so guys we're gonna go ahead and get started i'm gonna introduce you guys to our guests and y'all i'm excited i'm telling you right now by the end of this hour you're gonna know why they were here and you go i'm gonna tell you where to follow them and you'll be following and get get you, get yourself right. So we're gonna start with Miss Alexis Hutchinson. Thank you for being here, Boo. Just introduce yourself to our listeners and just kind of tell them why we brought you here. Okay, I'm Alexis Hutchinson. Um, I am a sports entertainment manager. I'm glad to share the stage with my client, Tarika. I pointed that way, but she might not be on everybody's screen that way. <laughs> However, um, I'm, I serve as a sports entertainment manager. I'm also a pastor's daughter. My mom is the first female pastor at our church in 156 years. Um, we are AME Zion. I'm actually over the youth for our AME Zion district. So I I'm serve here. in many capacities um, alongside my job. So it's been a blessing. I'm glad to join Renee and Shannon and you. And so I'm just looking forward to the conversation. For sure. And look, shout out to Amy Zion. I'm not personally Amy Zion, but I'm a product of Livingstone College, okay? So we'll tap into that, y'all. We'll take it. We'll take it. And it's Livingstone 2008-2009, so I'm put that out there, too. So I I know. Here we go. I'm honorary Amy Zion, so shout out. Yes, yes, you're honorary. (laughs) I love it. Next, we have Miss Renee Washington. Say hello to our listeners. Let them know why you're here today. Well, I'm excited to be back and um, definitely looking forward to this conversation. So sports reporter working with ESPN doing college games, anywhere from sideline reporting the color and play by play, uh, working with Fox Sports out of D.C., where I host my show Beyond the Headlines and do some Mystics and Wizards coverage, which has some exciting things cooking up. And then um, also working with the Philadelphia Union as a game day host. So looking forward to getting into, as you mentioned, this intersection of faith, sports, empowerment, leadership. And, and just really having this conversation. So thank you so much for having me back on. For sure. I'm glad you're here. And if you missed our one-on-one conversation about a month ago, it was definitely on the pie. It was a great one. She even got my playlist right. So glad to have you back. Yay. We now also have Miss Shannon Nichelle 
Bryant that's with us. We have actually had her on before. She's been on the Servant Leader Pod. Uh, we've grown really, really close, an amazing person. Shannon, tell them why you're here today. Thank you so much, sis. Um, so hello, everyone. I am a very proud girls and women in sports advocate, especially for basketball and soccer. Former athlete, I am a graduate of North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University. So I have to send the HBCU love out to everyone. Um, I currently am a certified WNBA and FIBA agent, um, but I'm also working heavily in this new documentary film space um, that I started last year, actually. So um, it's been a great journey. Um, actually, COVID kind of halting things that I do on the sports event side allowed me to get into the media um, spectrum outside of uh, my podcast, Rules to the Game. And so we're working in the DMV area to put out a great documentary called Can't Retire Doc um, to highlight all the rich history of women in basketball and women in sports who paved the way um, in the DC metropolitan area. So looking forward to that. And I am a super passionate person about servant leadership day one. So I'm always looking to collab and support all women and men who are passionate about that and spread the message of faith and sports. So thank you for having me. For sure. I'm glad you're here. One of the things that's the most y'all today, y'all will probably ever hear her talk about herself because I had to make her. And that's what Ooh, I love yes, about her. <laughs> <laughs> love your humility, sis. All good. And and guys, lastly, we have Miss Terica Foster Brasby. Tell them why you're here, sister. Hey everybody, how you doing? So it's Tarika and my bad, Tarika. I, no, my bad, it's man. all good. It's all good. I get that a lot. So yes, it's Tarika. Um, I am a uh, producer, multimedia journalist, and on-air personality. Um, I do a little bit of everything, right? Uh, whatever, every a little bit of everything. <laughs> if it has to do with sports, you can throw me in there, and I'll make it work. Um, that and, and I love that. It's always been my passion. It's always been me and a part of who I am. Um, also, an HBCU graduate, St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, uh -huh. North Carolina. Come on now. Um, absolutely. And uh, I grew up a PK as well. Grandparents raised me. His father was an associate minister for many, many, many years. I am the, I was the kid that all of the comedians joked about where I literally was in church Tuesday through Sunday. Monday was the only day off. Literally. Come on now. <laughs> so literally faith is a part of who I am. It molded me. It's my foundation is where I am. And even when I make those mistakes and I stray, there's that thing that brings me back because it's what brings us all back. So I am excited to be a part of this panel and to have this conversation with you wonderful women. Come on. Let me tell you, and shout out to the CIAA, okay? Shout out to the CIAA. Uh, we're not going to block you out and we're not going to block Shannon out real quick, but shout out to the CIAA. Uh, we got St. Augustine's University now. My bad. I made a mistake. Said college because it was college when I was there. It was college when I was there too. So it wasn't you. you. I got to get used to university. But you know, the alum <laughs> will get you now. And I was like, <laughs> you know, that's I'm down here in Tallahassee. So that's like saying Bethune Cookman College University. University. Okay. <laughs> and then we got Alexis from Winston Salem State. So I love this man. Just the 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 unified that we all have and so many connections that we're going to unfold today. But before I do that really quickly, we did have Miss Christina Williams of Girls Talk Sports TV. 
that was going to be on tonight. We're going to say a special prayer for her. She has something come up, but I know she's going to be good. And just make sure that you check her out. Um, and we're going to So, you know, more than anything, as we talk about this, one of the things that I told you guys when I asked you to come on is when people see you on social media, right? They see the glory moments. They see, oh, they're doing this. They're doing that. And they, there's, a, there's this huge perception that you don't see obstacles, that you don't see the hardships, right? You just arrived. You woke up, blink, and you arrived. Can you guys talk a little bit about the obstacles, right, that took you from there, right, to here, to who we know you as? And we can maybe start with, uh, let's start with Alexis, and then we can go from there, whoever jumps in. So I first have to say, I have to watch myself on Twitter a lot on social media because my bishop follows me, okay? So oh, I have to oh. be careful of what I <laughs> say anyway, myself. right? <laughs> so it's like, I can't go on a tangent I sometimes. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of times we do tweet our wins or we Facebook our wins and they never see the process it took to get there or the struggles sure. it took, the long nights you spent. Um, I worked for the CIAA for seven and a half years. So it, it was a lot of wins. It was a lot, some losses, but I learned a lot. And so just know that if you see a win, there was a trial that went with the triumph. Come on. And so you have to understand all of that. It was, the road wasn't easy, but we thank God for people that paved the way before us to make it easier for the next. Then I think all of us here are trying to make it easier for the next generation. I think that's awesome. What about you guys? I think that's one of the biggest things that I can't stand about social media. Um, I I like to think I'm a very real person um, and very like authentic in how I you know carry myself, but I'm I'm also not posting every single thing. Like I'm in an obstacle as we speak. I'm not posting about it. You know, I, I think the hardest thing is people get so caught up in that, and so we tend to lose ourselves. We have to understand that it's through those obstacles, those challenges, those defining moments that really allow us to learn about ourselves you know if mm -hmm. everything was all easy and in a straight narrow path and there were never any any decisions you have to make tough decisions you have to make any sort of challenges everything was always working out for you I know I wouldn't be where I am today you know I'd be doing a whole other thing I don't know what that is I don't know what that looks like but it wouldn't be here so you know I think the hardest part and, and like Alexis is saying is we get so caught up in the winds that we forget the tears the sweat the long nights um, you know, all that we have gone through to not we others, excuse me, may lose sight of that. So I think the biggest thing for me is just always remembering where I came from and always understanding mm. what I've been through and, and, and knowing that I'm going to go through things, you know, I don't ever expect it to be easy, but I, I welcome that in the sense of knowing that in those moments where I am most confused and, and wondering what's next it's going to allow me to reflect on who I am and grow as a person. So, you know, I, again, I'm not a big social media fan, which is the irony of all this, uh, in this industry, because that's part of our job. But at the end of the day, I, I do try to really continue these conversations we're having today to under, for others to understand that what you're seeing is, is not what you're getting. I, I even want to take a step back and say, like, something that this whole virtual world has even brought for me is, like, I'm more comfortable carrying myself in these types of conversations like this like mm -hmm. i okay. i don't feel the need to put on to put on a full face of makeup and put like i'm wearing like 
whatever, casual, especially the half down, the, the bottom half, I should say. So, you know, I'm more comfortable in my PJ pants. Business I'm on the top, party on the bottom. The top part, like, this is dressy. The bottom half is PJs. So, you know, I'm okay with that. It's okay to be able to show yourself in all different forms. I don't always have to be on, I don't always have to be the, the same face you see in my profile picture or the same look or the same, you know, environment. I'm going to show you every, every aspect of who I am that's worth showing. So it's just an evolution, I think, of understanding that you can be yourself and people will appreciate that more than you try to carry yourself as someone you're not. I definitely am a person who appreciates social media. Like I love social media. I don't have an issue with sharing my vulnerabilities on social media. And I think that is something that a lot of people don't do. You're right. We talk about our wins all the time, but I'm one who have no problem sharing my losses. I have no mm. problem letting people know, listen, I didn't do a good job today. I'm not feeling well today. I have a family issue today. And there's a limit, obviously, because you don't want to invite people into your so much into your lives that they become, you know, basically a part of your life. But I want people to look at what we're doing and to know it didn't come easy. There are moments where we struggle. There are moments where, no, that article I pitched, it didn't get ran. There are moments where, you know, listen, I have worked my butt off for years to get to this particular position. And I still have people who don't think I'm qualified, still have people who think because I'm a woman, I can't do it. Still have people who characterize me in this box and leave me there. You know, I, I had you know, moments where when the pandemic hit, my family was affected in various ways. And I did not have a problem sharing that. Now y'all know the internet is undefeated. So you gotta be careful what you put out there because you know, it'll never, somebody will bring it back up 15, 15 years from now. Like, remember what you said? So I am definitely that person that says, if you put it on the internet, be intentional about what you tweet, what you post on Facebook, what you share on IG, because it's there, you know what I mean? And it's, it's one of the reasons why all of my profiles are public because I'm not going to put it out there if I don't want you to see it, but I want to at the very least be inspiring to somebody else. And I don't know how I can truly inspire others if they think that I don't have obstacles, if they think that I don't have stuff to overcome. And so for me, I, I am totally okay with being vulnerable publicly to an, to an extent. I'm totally okay with that. I think it humanizes us. Um, I think it shows our true authenticity. Um, I feel appreciated about it because I, I appreciate it when I see it in other people. And therefore, I don't have a problem reciprocating that. So um, it is it is difficult, you know, sometimes. There are moments where I have to say to myself, Tarika, put your phone down because if you respond to this tweet, it's going to be so unprofessional. <laughs> Put your no, phone down. Right. You know what? Go go get some ice cream and come back. <laughs> because that reply not gonna be godly. <laughs> the, the, use the mute in the block button, sis. Use the mute in the block button. But yes, I I agree with the ladies here. But I do, you know, I do feel okay, and I am confident enough in sharing my vulnerabilities publicly because I think people need to see that. I like it. I agree, and so for me. I entered this space on the nonprofit side, um, just pretty much starting from scratch, um, really just not getting that chance that I, that I wanted off, off rip coming straight out of college. And um, at first it got me down, but I didn't let it hold me down. And I kept pushing through and I started in a nonprofit space and then kind of transitioned to team ownership um, with the WABA. 
And that was probably the most challenging year I had. And I was being acknowledged for being the youngest team owner, right? Um, but at the same time, I was kind of uh, just being targeted or having those roadblocks unnecessarily for simple things, like just trying to get practice time, just trying to get gym time. And it would be something so minuscule to me, but it's something as simple as a venue owner thinking, you know, that a man owns a team or that it's ran by a guy or something. And then when they actually meet me in person, they're like, oh, oh, you're the team owner and then I may never get a call back or something and so right. just feeling like um you're on your own right and that's something that I definitely struggle with first um firsthand in my first couple of years and I was I used to be just so involved on social media and it seemed like everything I was doing was either um turning into a competition or a spectacle and it ended up being you know very much like, oh, somebody coming up to me, what do you have going on and this and that. And, you know, at first being very naive and just thinking everybody's here to support and et cetera, cause that's how I am. And then it turns into somebody maybe taking that and running with it or um, just putting me in a situation where I have to start all over again. And so I became extremely reserved and hesitant with getting on social media, but I'm appreciative of being in the house this past year and a half because I have learned to really just say, you know, what's, what's aligned is going to be aligned. I need to just be true to myself and post whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm doing. If I want to post a success story, if I want to post just a process, some behind the scenes footage, it's okay. I'm still working on it. Uh, my colleagues tell me all the time, like even friends in the industry, they'll be like, it's like pulling teeth to get an update from you on what you have going on. And I still have that hesitation sometimes with um, just holding on to stuff until it's absolutely perfect quote-unquote before it comes out but I'm really trying to focus on building that faith in myself also but trusting that regardless of what I put out I don't have to worry about someone coming to cause me trouble because no weapon formed against me shall prosper and I I'm really keep trying to preach that to myself okay I have to keep telling myself that um and just continue to build myself up and I will say I so appreciate the women I've come across in this last two years because I, I thought I had to do it on my own. And then I realized I had a tribe. And all I do is just try to pay it forward and reciprocate that. And so I'm so appreciative of it. And I'm looking forward to what social media can actually do for us um, as an industry. But we really do have to continue to keep a balance and hold people accountable. Um, but from a personal aspect, I mean, I've definitely grown with it. That's awesome. And all of you all's answers definitely, uh, you know, explain a lot of my sentiments. But I think one of the best things that you all said is that when people get to see the, like you said, it humanizes you. When they get to see that aspect, if that didn't happen and I didn't see that portion to, well, that's not true because I'm not afraid of no. But many people won't come to someone that they don't feel are, are human. They see that you all are larger than life. I cannot come to them. And so I think it's amazing and it puts you in a position to where I can approach you. Not only that, I can maybe if my aspirations are to be where you are. I can get there. It isn't easy, right? There are tangible things that I will go through, but that glory can happen. But don't forget that it's going to have some story moments that I have to build. So I think that's amazing. And the biggest point that you said, Shan, is no weapon formed against me shall prosper. What he has for us, he has for us. And it doesn't matter what someone says, tweets, retweets, all that good, good stuff. You know, he is better than any tweet and retweet. And if it's for us, it's for us and nothing can stop that. So I think that's amazing. That is such a good point that you make. And it, 
I'm, I might be on an island by myself with this, right? But I say <laughs> this and I say it proudly because I genuinely feel this way. I see sometimes people post as a status like I'm making moves in silence or, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm the total Go opposite. Go ahead with the words, tell you. <laughs> I am total opposite. Like I'm not making moves in silence because I am thankful for I'm the all here. That have that that I have been able to make, and I earned the right to make these moves. I deserve the moves that are being made, and I am blessed and highly flavored. You finna see these moves. <laughs> you gonna catch these moves. <laughs> no, that's fine too. I know where we stand, but I don't. I don't move like I don't think in the in terms of there's something that you are gonna say or you are gonna do that's gonna hinder what's already been set for me so I don't have a problem sharing on Twitter or or Facebook or whatever what I'm doing because you're not gonna stop it (laughs) you're not not gonna stop it but I and, and I get why people feel that way there have been I'm sure there have been people who have tried to block your blessing. There have been people who have tried to put a roadblock or a stumbling block in front of you. And it makes you more reserved and makes you more hesitant to want to mm-hmm. share your good news. But baby, no, you finna get this glow up. All of it. <laughs> I think the hardest thing is, first of all, I'm 99.99% I've posted not once, but several times making moves in silence with like an emoji, like a, a sunglass emoji some. But I think the biggest thing for me that, Tariqa, what you're probably hinting at, which is where I'm going to take this, is we have to understand that your moves are for you. So yes, you can share them and you should be letting people know what you have going on, updating them on what, you, what you're doing. Um, but I always get... A, frustrated by people on social media that are looking for that validation from people through social media and that's my issue like don't I don't need to see every single meal and every single thing and every little everything that you are saying and doing and you also don't need to, to be seeking compliments and affirmation from people through social media I post because I feel like it's worth sharing I feel like to me I use social media of course as a way to network as we talk about that tribe of being able to connect with like all of you I've met through social media I didn't meet Mm -hmm. you in person I don't think I've met any of you in person actually Mm -hmm. all like I have met so many people through social media that I call family that I never ever met in person but on the other side of that it really is an opportunity for you to share your journey and give people kind of a, a peek into what you are experiencing overcoming how you're succeeding so to me I feel like social media and all aspects of this career in general but definitely social media we have to understand where the validation has to come from. So I'm a, I'm a very, I always say this, like an introverted extrovert. Like I love being by myself. I love keeping things to myself. I could go days and just be like a homebody. Like I'm cool with that. But also it is worth sharing your story because you are going to inspire someone. There is someone that's, there's always someone watching, reading, listening. So I do think there's a balance to it where if you're posting to inspire, to share, to spread news, that's great. But if you're posting, hoping that you're going to get likes and, and that affirmation and validation from people, that's the wrong reasons to be using social media because you're never going to be your authentic self. You're not genuinely doing it as you. You're doing it as someone that's seeking. And we all know that seeking has to come from you and God. That is it. Come on here. So I think that's more my issue with how people use social media as a way to like, look at all I've got going on. You know, I'm clearly doing great things, but no, you're not. You're just overposting <laughs> and seeking and chasing. And I love both of those perspectives, but I think the best thing that both of you all understood is that one, my glory moments, or as you said, my glow ups come from him. 
And then what you said, Renee, is recognizing that my validation comes from him. And when I can have that mindset and that perspective, it does not matter if I post, if I don't post, because I know at the end of the day, where, as my grandma used to say, where my help come from, okay? <laughs> you know, I think all of your perspectives on that is amazing. And, and, and I appreciate your, you know, your commentary on that portion. You know, one of the questions that I did have, because you all are all in like the sports arena and we know that business is business, right? And business can get, you know, kind of shysty sometimes. It can kind of, you know, and discernment is huge with me, right? Discernment is a huge part of our, you know, our faith walk and our journey and our walk with Christ. So how do you use your discernment in choosing which, let's say, clients you take for many of you all, which jobs you take? If you find yourself in a situation when you're on the job and it's like, mm, that doesn't seem right in my spirit, but this is my job. Can you talk a little bit about the discernment in your spiritual walk and how sometimes they kind of, you know, make it difficult in your professional life? Well, I'll start off. So I, I will say this. I, I also come from a point where I'm a single parent too. So okay. I say I have to have work-life balance. I have to have this. And I have to make sure I'm following all of his steps to be a great parent and great in my career. I, I was at one point at IMG, I interviewed and was a finalist for three jobs with NBA teams, three, right? And I was thinking like, that was my next move outside of a IMG. Like I'm going to go work on the pro level. That's me. And so, you know, you, you start to feel like you shouldn't question God, but you question what is going on? Is this not the right thing? Like I thought I was here. How my finalist is still doing this, right? And one of the jobs didn't choose me because I was a parent and they thought that a woman couldn't handle the job being a parent and working for a team. So it was also like, you know, you get that stab in the back, like thinking I've been doing this. So what is, what's the problem? So you get stuck and I will say, I never thought I would become a manager a day in my life. And that was God's plan for me. Um, I got on this journey. My father had triple bypass surgery. I moved back home and God led me to this journey. And it's all funny because he knew that this is what it was for. I didn't want you working from a team where you'll be working five, six, seven, eight, 24 hours away from your, your parents. This is what your journey is. And now I get to have anytime I want with my child. Like I take time off on my own. That is what I get to do. And I am thankful for that purpose. But you have to follow his steps and listen to what he's saying to you, Come no on. matter what you think is best for you. He knows what's best for you. That's it right there. Yeah, that's it. 100%. That reminds me of, you know, Proverbs 16 and nine, a man plan, a man has a plan in his heart, but God directs your steps, you know, and so basically, we all have our own journeys where we want to go and there are I don't want to say often because I think for me, I think that I've done a, a good enough job with letting people know where I stand, right? So there are some opportunities that I am going to support. There are some opportunities that I am not going to support. And it really don't matter what you say to me. It's not going to change my mind. Mm -hmm. um, there are some opportunities. There are some times where we're asked to promote certain products, where we're asked to, you know, do an advertisement for a certain company or, block, you know, or whatever. And 
you have to think to yourself, you know, this might advance my career. This might, you know, allow me to be in the room with such and such, but am I going to sleep well after I do this? Is this going to sit right in my spirit after I do this? If I say this, is this going to make me, you know, feel any type? And I'm not willing to compromise that. And I say that to a lot of people who ask me, I, I have, you know, been blessed enough to have some younger up and coming journalists and media specialists, you know, come to me and I don't know why in the world they want me to be their mentor, but I don't never say no. I'll be like, all right, I got you, baby. What I know, we'll know together. And so, um, and I will say to them, like, I am not willing to compromise my values for anything. I'm just not, I'm just not willing to do it. If that means that I have to sit at this pedestal a little longer before I make the next step, then I'll sit there because it's not worth it to me. I don't want to ever look back on my career or look back on my life or look back on anything that I've ever done and regret that I did something or say to myself, I'm ashamed that I did that because I thought specifically about improving myself more so than I thought about how my heart feels about it, how my mind feels about it, how my spirit feels about it. So for me, I, I will absolutely do my best to navigate through everything, but I'm not compromising my values for any of it. And I can't honestly say that there wasn't a time that I wouldn't have thought differently because as an 18, 19 year old, fresh out, you know, fresh in college, still, you know, trying to make a way you say to yourself, you know, I mean, shoot, if that's going to give me a couple extra hundred dollars, I'll do it. Or if that's going to give me a couple extra, I think about it. And now at 36, don't even bring that in my direction. You crazy. I ain't come on here. You do it. That's, it. that's that faith and a maturity level that's when we get that spiritual maturity right mm-hmm. you know, yes and it. i think that's the biggest thing is you have to you have to understand where that line is between your aspirations and your ethics you know because mm-hmm. you can aspire to have these you know specific jobs and, and walk a specific path but as you're saying Trika, when those moments do come up where it's like this is going to maybe promote me professionally but diminish what I'm trying to do spiritually. Is it worth it? You know, is it worth, is it worth moving into a a position? And I've stepped away. I have no problem openly admitting I have stepped away from opportunities because it did not align with who I am as a person. And I'm fine with that because I do sleep better at night. And like Alexis is saying, when you do get those moments where someone shows their true colors, like someone doesn't hire you because you're a parent, I don't want to work for you anyways. You don't deserve me. So I think that's the hardest thing people struggle with is like, oh man, I didn't get this opportunity. No, the opportunity, you didn't miss the opportunity. They missed out on you. You're mm-hmm. the catch. They're, you're Come the on. one they should be seeking. So at the end of the day, if I don't get a job, I, I have I have heard no so many times. I jokingly say this, but I will say this proudly. I, well, maybe not proudly. It's not something we talk about. <laughs> but I will say this loudly that I didn't get a job with Uber at one point. And I was like, what? Are you kidding? Because I have a speeding ticket. That's a whole other issue. But the point is, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I've heard so many no's. I couldn't even get a job with Uber. So the point is, at the end of the day, it's their loss. I would have been a great Uber driver, first of all. But all jokes aside, for any any opportunity that you feel like you miss out on, you have to understand bigger picture. You will not understand in that moment why you didn't get that or why you had to step away or why it didn't work out. But a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, it will make sense. And I look back on every single no, including Uber, and I'm thankful that I was told no. I'm thankful I was rejected because it wasn't 
being rejected from something that I needed. It was being rejected from something I thought I wanted, but what I mm-hmm. really needed lied in the future. And I, I heard this uh, message once that was like, what catches us by surprise doesn't catch God by surprise. And sometimes we're so confused and we're so lost. We don't understand why is this happening to me? God's like, I got you, honey. Your path is already set. Your victory is already won. Just step into it. Trust me. So it is those moments where it doesn't make sense, where it allows you and forces you, I should say, to fall on your faith of like, you know what? It doesn't make sense right now. I'm not happy with what's going on or I didn't get the opportunity I thought I wanted but I'm going to trust that there's something that just means there's something better lying ahead for me. So, you know what, if that, if I didn't get that good, I'm ready for whatever is coming. Cause it's going to be 10 times better. I love we it. Call and get you a sponsorship with Lyft now. Not Uber. Right? I was going right? to say Uber. If you hear us, I'm telling you right now, you missed out. Lyft. You missed out. <laughs> it was like a three year ago speeding ticket. Not even, I it was, I was in like college. I'm like, come on now. Yeah. They're lost. They're lost. Don't ever love call it. Me. It is they lost. If you listening, ha, check her out. Washington. Don't call me. Boom. Done. We got you, sis. We got you. We gonna call them out. <laughs> what you think, Shay? You have anything on that? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, first of all, when it comes to the nose, you know, it 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 gives you tough skin and you know, hearing nose and Sometimes society will, oh, is that the cop? They're coming for you. They're coming for you. I was looking outside my window like, is that the cop? Well, the sirens, whoo. But um, I feel like society will have you thinking that you got to accomplish something by a certain age, a certain time in your life. Like there's this very tiny window. And if you don't meet it, you're going to fail. And, you know, we, we are so strong-willed and we're powerful and there is something special about trusting in God's purpose for you and really knowing what your walk is what your divine purpose is and um to push through those those naysayers or you know those conversations like well you coming up on 30 sis and you ain't you ain't you still entry level you still in your second year what's going on and you know, for me, it's just all about understanding that it's it's mm-hmm. God's timing. It comes down to patience. And I mean, not going to lie, them nose was coming in quick into the sports industry and I pivoted. I just, you know, I had a background in financial management. So I just went that route. I said, OK, we're going to get this consultant check. And when the time is right, the time is going to be right. And, you know, I really had to stick to my guns on that because there there's a lot that comes with uh, balancing both worlds. But it's all about God's timing and really just trusting in your ability because you you have everything you need to accomplish your goals and you can't allow uh, just the path of someone else to distract you. You have your own race, you have your own lane. And um, I really appreciate everything you lady said so far when it comes to just knowing what you stand for, knowing what you are and are not going to tolerate, knowing that, look, this is for me. I have a goal, I've accomplished X, Y, and Z, and I set out to accomplish much more. And if I know that you're presenting an opportunity to me, and yes, the money might look good, but I know in my heart, this ain't really what I want to do. This ain't really what God wants me to do. This isn't my purpose. This isn't my path. Um, You got to have the courage to step away from that and really be patient and and have faith and pray on it. Um, And when it comes to clientele, I always say, you know, the time will tell when it comes to that. Because everybody does good in that first interview. 
when you're trying to pick up clients and, and they're looking to be signed, uh, that first interview always goes well um, because they're presenting to you what they think you want to hear. Um, but just let let those layers unfold and, and pray on it and sit on it just for a second. You don't have to rush. And sometimes it, it really works out in your favor and you find this isn't the person for me. Um, and that's okay because luckily there are so many professionals in the sports industry, they're going to find that person. And it's hard to hear sometimes, especially when you first become an agent, because the first thing people ask you is who you got on your roster, who you signing, and you rush to sign people. But um, Chantel mentioned this in, in one of the episodes, right? It's a lesson in the details. Yeah. It's a lesson in just being patient and taking a step back, focus on your craft and whatever that is to you. A lot of us, we are multi-talented. We do a lot of different things. And so um, it's about sharpening our toolbox. And nine times out of 10, uh, if not 10 times out of 10, whatever is meant to come our way and opportunities present themselves, um, it's going to align and it's going to be worth it. And you're going to know, you're going to have that feeling. But if it feels off, I always try to go with my gut um, and just trust that intuition and that discernment that God gives you because the money might look good or the opportunity might look good. Um, but it may not be for you. I'm trying to tell you. And like one of my favorite lines that I always- The hard truth. One of my favorite lines I always say is uh, uh, my girl, Coach Chris, she's in Cincinnati and she always say, say it, it's the truth. If God didn't send it, I don't want it. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care if it's glittering and everything. If he didn't send it and my discernment is what I pray for, because see, if I pray for my discernment and I have that, I don't have to worry about if it's for me. It's going to let me know with as clear as day, like the should have had a V8 commercial. That's how he come to me. I tell you, you can't, you know, people say still small voice. No, it is moving and loud when he talked to me and I know. Right. So I think, I think that's amazing. You know, when we sit here and just think about the facets that all of you all are in. Right. And most people thought that with the pandemic and things going virtual, that that slowed you down. That actually added to your workload. You know, most people have this appearance that, oh, they're virtual now. No, that's harder, right? And so with your schedules, with everything you have going on, like you said, all of you all do multiple things. You're not just in one sector. You do multiple things. How do you remain spiritually fit, right? We can't always be in the church on Sunday. We can't. So how do you remain spiritually fit on a day-to-day -day basis to keep those tools that you talked about, Sharp? I guess I can start with this one. For me, um, I I will be the first to tell anybody that I'm not where I am right now, regardless of where I am, if it was not for the most high. And so it doesn't take much for me to remain rooted in what it was that brought me here, no matter where we are, pandemic or not, virtual or not, the church is within you. You don't have to be in a mm -hmm. building to 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 glorify the name of God. You don't have to be in a building for that. Um and you know I'm a part of the CME community and so we have you know church via via social media and it's funny because my pastor is Greek so he real funny right he say he Catholic <laughs> so he say all type of crazy stuff all the time right <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, so he's like, you know, yeah, I'm cool with these, we're having virtual service sometimes because it gives me an opportunity to show, you know, all these suits that I can't bring out on a regular day. I was like, just a capital. You just want to be, you won't be seen, you won't be, be out fresh. here, right? You know, it won't be fresh, right? But no, realistically, it's, it's that to me, I always feel like you can make time for anything that you want to do. You can make time to go out if you want to go out. You make time to eat if you want to eat. You make time to call somebody if you want to call somebody. You can make time to ensure 
sure that the glory is given where it needs to be given, regardless mm-hmm. of what kind of situation that we're in. And I truly believe that. So for me, being in a pandemic didn't stop, you know, what it was that I was already doing from a spiritual aspect, from a spiritual aspect. Um, what it did, though, is make me feel like I was even more busy than I was before. I feel like every day I have something on this calendar and Lex is clearly can vouch for me. <laughs> Half the time it's her fault that I got extra Alexis stuff working, do. sis, okay? She keeping you booked and busy. So realistically, I feel like I'm more busy now. My husband will ask me, you know, you got something going on today? And I'm like, yep, I got something at five. I got something at seven. I have something at 9.55. I got something on the West Coast. It's 11 <laughs> o'clock, but it's eight o'clock to them. And he's like, okay, like what time do you plan on coming home? And I'm like, coming home? I'm not leaving. I'm in front of the computer. I'm not leaving. So yes, it, my schedule has definitely changed and has definitely been different, but my ability to serve and my ability to give God the praise has never changed. It is never where it has never been any different because that's just who it is within me to do so. And, and, that, and I can't imagine that change in pandemic or not. Come on, man. So I guess I'll be next. <laughs> um, I think time management. saying sorry. <laughs> so it was let me tell you let me tell you this really quick it's so funny we had a call yesterday but it's spring break for my daughter and I was like T I'm gonna try to join and then I was like T we at the beach I can't get on the call right now I am sorry I love you but here's I you got the email that I sent originally to you what we were going to discuss funny with them and I love you, right? I love you, but she has to <laughs> understand it, right? You know, but I will say time management is, whoo, and balancing time management for me, motherhood, and then your faith. And then, as I just said, my mother is a pastor. So going virtual, I became the IT person. Don't know how God laid that on their heart, but I became the <laughs> IT person, okay? Now I get I- it. Your mom laid it on you. Now you laid it. On, okay, so I, I, I got to find somebody to. I got to find somebody. Right. That's why she's keeping you booked to be because she booked it busy. Okay. Right. So you know, I'm like, okay, I ain't go to school for this, but all right, we gonna figure it out. We gonna Facebook Live, YouTube, whatever we got to do, we are gonna do it. And so I know one thing I tell everybody, and my parents laugh when I say this. I tell people all the time, my parents are near the cross. I see the cross, I'm growing in Christ every day, right? I am growing in Christ. He knows, and I really have to set a good example for my daughter. And one thing my dad does, her grandfather, her poppy, he makes her say the Apostles' Creed. So it makes me say the Apostles' Creed for our faith every day. Because I need to remind myself of what I believe, who I believe in, and why I believe in that. And so I have learned, even in Lent, I said I decided I'm going to read my Bible more. I have a Bible study book where I try to read, you know, sometimes I'm asking questions like, Lord, I can't pronounce this word, but can you help me figure it out? <laughs> you right. know, but, you out, know Lord. So, <laughs> and so a lot of times I have to make my time to read when I lay in the bed. So I have to do my meditation and my thank you, Lord. And, you know, it may be 1130 midnight, but God knows my heart and I'm trying and I'm growing. And so He's that's what he, he 
an on-time guy, he gonna hear that, answer that call when I call, okay? And I, hey, I'll pull a DMX, right? And be like, yo, what's up? I need to talk, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to holler at you. We gotta talk, right? <laughs> and so that's, you know, I, I will say for me, a lot of it is, you know, I have it within my, like not household, but family. And then to teach my daughter is something that I try to do. And so she's growing in crisis. Sometimes she's like, you on a church call now? We just, you just got finished from work. Now you on a church call. What do you got to do? And so because I'm over the youth, I have to find ways to engage the youth. So that's, that's right. become a thing because a lot of them are mentally struggling with being in the house. So I have to be the same one for them and provide them with different aspects of ways to still seek God during this pandemic, learn God in this pandemic and pray to God in this pandemic because they're not in church. And so I will say I have grown a lot in this time, right? And God has taught me patience and God is graceful because baby, I'ma just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad. I want you to know, shout out to your, your mom. She said obedience is greater than sacrifice. And she thanks you for your obedience. Okay. Yeah. Even though I'm going to have to, I don't know how she's going to do church tomorrow. My baby got a soccer game. So we're going to pray. <laughs> we're all going to pray right now for, for that right now. <laughs> what about you, Renee, Shan? Yes. Um, I, I do think that my faith has gotten stronger as I've gotten older, which you know, it should be because it's, you're starting to learn how everything applies to you, how the word applies to your life, what it means yeah. to you versus, you know, as a kid, you know, like what you're, what you're hearing and, and trying to digest and figure out. Um, but I do think that some of the, one of the biggest things that I've also found out is for as like positive and upbeat as I am, I, I could like, I am so spiritually grounded. I could almost drop and cry at the drop of a hat, I should say, because I, because, not in a bad way, because I'm just so understanding of like all that God has done for me. So mm -hmm. through this pandemic, it's only made that stronger because of the opportunities that have come through it and the way it has really shown me that some of those no's and some of those things I've walked away from and some of those on every aspect, not even just professionally, financially, uh, socially, every single aspect of my life um, has been impacted and changed over the years, especially this last year, that it's forced me to have a hard look at myself. So I've, I always try to have that balance and actually have been actively working to make sure that morning, night, you start your day, you end your day with God. You're, you're, I definitely am a big person into, into meditating, I should say, definitely into praying, definitely into having those conversations. And again, like Alexis is saying, I will talk all I'm a talker I will talk to God all day every day when I'm driving in the car when I'm getting ready when I can't sleep at three in the morning when I wake up randomly early at five in the morning um but the biggest thing for me is understanding where I came from so I try to always have that balance because if it weren't for my faith it were, if it weren't for God if it weren't for the for all that he's done for me there's no way I'd be here so I it gives me chills when I look at some of the opportunities and doors that have opened and back to our previous question before, that's what makes it even more special, which means I have to tap in even more. I can't stray away from that just because I, I get a little taste of what I think is supposed to be um, the goals that I'm reaching. No, I gotta, I gotta tap into that even more. I have to pray harder. I've gotta pray more. I've gotta thank him more. I've gotta be more graceful and, and grateful for all that's been happening in my life. So this pandemic has given me time. I do live by myself. 
I don't have kids. I'm not married. So I have a lot of time. And God, I know I'm, I'm talking your ear off. Because at the end of the day, we have to, <laughs> you know, you have to make sure you're staying grounded in who you are, where you've come from, where you're going. And keeping at the core of that is God. So yes, Man. the balance is, is very real. Well, I'm sending my daughter to your house and she would have been on the soccer field so she can get some of that in. So you can I have some company, right. okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was just on the soccer field today, honey. I love the girls in soccer, okay? For yes. sure. Yes, shout out to women's soccer. It's kicking off. <laughs> and when it comes to being spiritually fit for me, I try to, I try to use uh, the same concept as me needing to remember to eat three meals a day or me, you know, trying to make sure I stay consistent with working out. Uh, Cause those are some of the things that can easily fall by the wayside when you get so focused and so consumed with working, right? Trying to get the job done and you're so passionate about what you're doing. And you're like, I got to put this work in, I put this work in, but you got to make sure that you're constantly um, taking that time with God and having that conversation. It's really about just strengthening yourself um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I call it checking in with yourself. Um, and I really try to do it um, every day. And sometimes I fall short and I don't get I don't get to do it some days. Some days I don't be feeling it. And, you know, I may just sit in silence all day, but but not open my mouth, you know. And I'm really trying to be active with being able to talk to God even when I don't feel like talking even when I'm overwhelmed and I just want to sit in silence, I want to at least take five minutes if I can um, to just say what's on my mind, right? Take that moment. Um, and I, I love that you guys also are a fan of meditation because for me, that just keeps my spirit calm. Um, Cause I, I can pick up on when I need a, a reset and some refilling because I might get a little irritated at something that usually I don't get irritated at or somebody's uh, comments or, or presence might, uh, result in a certain reaction I'm like oh I was a little spicy that's that's not really supposed to be how I should have responded to that right I was a little spicy uh let me go ahead and reset let me just press pause real quick on these social interactions let me go just watch a sermon or let me listen to some music mm, y'all a good a good gospel track a good Christian record a good spiritual worship track does it for me um, if I can't get to a sermon, um, but I, I can play some music in my ears, I sure will. And, and try to use that to communicate and, and show my gratitude and, and praise God. But um, it's so important. It's so important that we keep it as a part of our daily lives. I'm still working on getting back in the gym. COVID did mess me up with my gym activity. <laughs> I, add, I just want to add to that. Because I, I, something that you said, Shane, that really jumps out at me is just like, even just listening to gospel yes. music. Like I'm someone that when I don't know what to say, I'll just put on gospel music. You know, there are those times where it's like, you you feel like things aren't going right. You don't feel yourself, but you're not sure how to put it into words. You're not sure exactly how to, how to work through it. And that's fine. So like, I'm a very big person. Like when I'm, most of the time when I'm working and especially if I'm not on an interview or something, I've got gospel music playing. If I'm, if I'm driving on the road, especially Sundays, that's my day. It's only gospel music. Um, in, the, in anything I'm listening to, but just listening to music. And sometimes that just gives you the words or the emotion or the outpouring that you need. So I think back to what you guys were saying earlier, I think Tarika, you were saying this, it's not always being in church, 
you have to you have to bring the church to you you have to be the one that is seeking that that's that's finding time for god whatever that looks like praying listening to sermons um especially online sermons listening to gospel music like finding that time because much like needing to work out needing to eat needing to sleep you need to spiritually feed yourself you need mm-hmm. to take time to pour into that and invest that time into just being able to take a step back and and talk with god whatever method that may be through And I will say this, that's one thing I do miss about my daughter being in virtual school. Every morning we would start off our morning in the car with some gospel music. We can't sing, but we're going to sing along to those songs. We're going to praise God. And one thing I do every day that I try to do when I wake up my eyes, when I wake up, open my eyes and touch the ground. When I turn over out of the bed and touch the ground, I try to say, thank you, Lord for waking me up this morning. And I try to teach my daughter to do the same thing because some people didn't wake up from their sleep. Come so we on. get to see a new day. And when I Come touch on. the ground, I'm like, thank you, Lord. And it's simple. And that's what I try to tell people. You have to, you can make it simple for yourself. God knows yeah. your heart. And so touch the ground. Thank you, Lord. I can feel my legs. And I tell people all the time, even when I'm in pain, I say, thank you, Jesus. Cause there's some people that can't feel the pain at all. So you got to thank God for that too. Like, okay, God, I know I'm in pain. I thank you for giving me this feeling, but look, I'm going to take some Advil or something right now. You got to help me out. (laughs) But you know, you got to thank God for everything, even the little things. And that's why I tell people be grateful for everything. Be grateful for whatever you have. Be grateful to have water, lights, whatever it is, because some people don't have that right now. And so, you know, that's the one thing I try to teach my child. I think that's awesome. It's important, and Chelsea, I know you can attest to this too. You got to be able to talk to God like that's your homie. You got to be Come able on. to get real Come and on. just and just no filter because Yo. Yo. ain't, ain't no sin to hide in the real you, okay? The Almighty and the All Knowing. You you need to be able to just if you can't talk to nobody else about what's really on your heart, whether it's an insecurity or you just need some replenishment. Sometimes we just need some encouragement. We just need some sure. energy today. But Lord, I don't got no patience today, bro. <laughs> they working my nerves today. Give me, yeah. give me that peace that I need. Give me that discernment I need, you know? So um, I really love that about building your own relationship with Christ and, and mm-hmm. making sure that it's real personal. Because he has that with daily. every individual person. That is a daily Amen. struggle. Sis, when I tell you, the conversations that I have every single day, because every single day I'll be like, listen, y'all yeah. know I'm on the east side of Detroit. Y'all better help me, help me, Lord. <laughs> from the east side, Lord, I need you. Because I'll be the first, I'll be the first to say, like the devil is busy. Yeah. And he stayed busy. The pandemic did not give him no break. Because let me tell you, I, I'll be the first to to give a, a, a mini, mini testimony before we go, you know, too far down this rabbit hole. But I have been away from a church home, not from God, because I never went away from him, but I've been away from a church home for many years. You know, I'm, I live in Connecticut now. I'm originally from Detroit. I used to live in North Carolina. I did a lot of moving around. Used to live in Miami, Florida. I did a lot of moving. And it's difficult to find a church family that you bond with when you're constantly in motion. So mm-hmm. I, it took me a while before I said to myself, you know what? I need to really start trying to find myself a church home, trying to find a, a, you know, a place to get acclimated. And so when I got here, one of my sorority sisters was like, yo, I, I, you know, would you like to come to church with me? And I said, sure. And I came, I was raised Baptist and now I fellowship seeing me. And so I was like, you know, let me, I mean, let me go and check it out. And I went once 
and then I went twice and then I went a third time and by the time the fourth time came I said I think I'm a join I I I would like to you know become a member of this church home that was February 2020 March 2020 the pandemic hit we didn't have service Uh, and so to me and so I was like I know what this is I you know and so when you talk about you know being honest with yourself and talking to God like that's your homie I was like for real that's what we doing (laughs) like that's what we doing I didn't found a spot where I had to take it there that's what we doing like that's not what we doing so I had to discipline myself to say you know practice what you preach that you don't need to be limited to a building in order to worship. So when I see, you know, my daily devotionals, if I can read that, I'm gonna read that. When I see that we're having online service, I'm gonna do my best. Now, listen, I still am seeking Christ on my journey. I still have Saturday nights where I'm up to 3 a.m. and getting up at 10 a.m. is a struggle. I still have moments where I'm writing a story to four o'clock in the morning and getting up at, nine to 10 o'clock is a struggle. So I listen, I fall short sometimes as well. But at the end of the day, I understand that this is bigger than me. And, and my mm-hmm. help comes from him in, in, in all things, regardless of what, you know, be real with yourself, be authentic with yourself, because you can't be fake from him. He knows what's up. He knows what's Come going on. on with you. Like, ain't no point of lying. it's no point of lying. You know what right. I mean? You can try, but what's the point, right? So yeah, like the devil is, is busy and he's been busy through this pandemic. So we got to be real with ourselves now. And that's what I tell people. I says, you know, God definitely grinds for us, but please know that the enemy grinds too. And that that's his goal, right? When he sees, but but that's a reminder. I tell people I love it because that's a reminder that I don't, I'm on my path. The enemy, you know, we all in the sports arena. So, they, you know, there's, when y'all covering some games, already know that it's not going to be one of the ones that you know maybe a little blowout right and so you're going to show up but it's not the same aspect and so the enemy knows the people that they don't have to worry about the enemy knows also the people that's minds and and, and hearts and spirit are fixed on him and doing his will so of course he's going to come after you but one thing i've always learned is when the enemy comes i already know i'm doing what i'm supposed to do and god's blessing is close and that's why he's trying to pull us that's why it's almost like I, I have people laughing. It's almost like when you have to use the restroom in your head at home. And the closer you get to the door, the sensation to go intensifies, right? Y'all know what I mean? Every time. <laughs> Every time. single time. You can't get the key in the door. It's just bad. And so at the enemy, when you're close <laughs> to your arrival of the blessing or where God is trying to take you, that enemy has to work harder. It's like, oh no, she almost, she sees it. She understands. She knows it's there. No, we got to pull her. And in that moment where he shows up, you got to know God is right there on the brink of your blessing and you got to hold on. And so that's why I'm encouraged by each one of you guys, especially in the midst of what you guys go through is recognizing that it's him. And when you learn to recognize the enemy, it's, I laugh at it now. I'd be like, child, he's showing out today. It's fine. You're not going to catch me complain. I'm like, he's showing out today, but God, that means you're doing your thing. So go ahead. You know, I think that's amazing, ladies. I truly do. It's just like those no's. When you get a no or or it, or you get um, faced with any sort of adversity and challenge that the enemy's trying to throw your way, it's understand that that's the best you got. Like, it's almost like you have to have that confidence and cockiness. Yeah. Like, uh, good luck, good try. You know, my God is, is never going to leave me, forsake me through the storm. He's with me through the storm. 
So Come hit on. me, hit me with your best shot, because no, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So it is also understanding that, um, you know, and I almost welcome it too. Like, all right, cool. That means I'm doing something right. That means I'm a threat. That means you right. feel like you have to get excited. To get excited when you see them doors close. Because yes. <laughs> yes. you know a bigger yes. one is on the way. That's what right. does that commercial say? Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. I forget which product that is. Uh -huh. <laughs> but that's it. When I see it, I'm like, go ahead. Because I know, and, and, and much like what you all said too, with that relationship and your prayer life, right? You know, most people feel it has to be this grandioso prayer. I say that often on here. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll pray. Yeah, I can lay one down. But when it's me and him, I'm like, hey, look now, okay? I need you to come through because they try my patience. <laughs> and I'm trying to stay aligned with what you're asking me to do, but they try my patience. And that is how we talk because he, we're his children. You don't sit there and have your thesis talk and your anchor talk and your podcast talk with your mom and your dad. You don't. You come in straight to him. And so if he's my father, which he is, I'm coming to him as he's my father and I'm his child and he knows it. He knows my voice. And so as soon as he hears me, I know sometimes he'd be like, yeah, girl, it's you, you again. You again. <laughs> right. What you I want now? <laughs> exactly. I tried to tell you and you didn't listen. I knew you'd come back. You ready to listen? Right. It's so oh, funny. That's a whole topic in itself. Yeah. That's a whole, it? whole right. different podcast right there. That's a whole. But there is something that all of you all said that was alike, right? Many of you all said that when things kind of shift and even if you don't have the time, you're going to go to gospel music, right? And so, you know, they always talk about keeping a scripture in your heart, a song in your heart, keep something in your heart. I always say this, and I said this before um, last week on the podcast, but I keep an umbrella everywhere, okay? You're not going to catch me without an umbrella because we're not messing up the hair. It's just not happening. It's always going to be one with me. I'm not waiting for it to rain. I don't even need to see the forecast. Oh, it's raining. We're good. I got it, right? And so that scripture in your heart keeps the same thing because when the storm comes, you can't go trying to look for protection. You need to have it. So with that gospel song or with that scripture in your heart or with that, whatever it is that brings you to balance, what's that go-to that kind of when, you know, the song used to say, when the storms of life are raging, stand by me. What stands by you to help bring you back to balance? So for me, my scripture, my go-to, Proverbs. First of all, I love the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Come on, me too. Come so, on. It just speaks to me so delicately. But Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into thy own understanding and all that will acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. That's Come it. On. That's the one. Like, that's the one for me because, like, to me, it encompasses everything. Like, when I don't understand, I ain't supposed to. Just trust yeah. me. You know what I mean? Talk or, you know, even when some things don't sit right with me, don't worry about it. Just trust them. Talk to you them. know, like it's just like it just encompasses everything for me. And so when I'm in this business and I don't understand why something isn't going my way or when things are going a little too good and I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm, <laughs> this don't seem right. This don't seem right. Like something's coming, but I'm gonna be ready for it. Like that's that's my go to scripture. I love it. So I'm going to say two parts. So okay. you're going to laugh because the scripture, be I got this when I was a child. Okay. We had to in Sunday school because I used to go to Sunday school with my dad all the time. He was a church administrator. So he had to be at church at the crack of dawn, right? So okay. my mom was preaching, my dad, the church administrator. Let's just say I was always at church too, okay? So 
the, the Sunday school teacher made us learn a verse. I learned the last verse of the Bible for the grace of the Lord be with us all. Amen. And that is hey, my verse. Grace <laughs> is all we need all the time. I need That's grace it. all the time. And that back then, I was like, I'm just saying it because it's the easiest one. But for me, now I live with grace, mercy, patience, all of that. My yeah. song, my go-to song is fill me up because I may work hard. I may do all of this. I need the Lord to fill me up all Come on. time. I I'm on E. You got to do something. I can't, I can't do it today, Lord. I, I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't even want to talk to my child right now. You know what I'm saying? Can she be quiet? <laughs> Can the phone stop ringing? I, I don't want to do it. So I, I need you it. to fill me up. Okay. I need you to find something to help me right now. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I forgot. My go-to song is Life in Favor. Come on now. I like that song too. The, the moment that it, the moment that I hear you don't know my story, I'll be like, where my box? The moment you hear it, you'll be like, where my box? Because I'm about to cry. I know it. But it just feels, you feel it. Because people really don't know our story. They don't know nope. where we come from and how we got here. So yep. that was it. My bad. No, I like that. Thank you. Y'all tapping all in my playlist right now. Love when we when we talk about um, scripture, man. I this one scripture stuck with me when I was uh, young. Probably, I think my freshman year in high school, maybe. And uh, I was in the bathroom having probably like a mini panic attack because it was my first. I think it was my first game starting as a as a freshman because uh, I wasn't easy to start in. One of the uh, assistant coaches came in there. You know what you scared of? You've been doing this. You've been practicing. You've been putting in the work you have everything you need to be on the court. And uh, I just simply was just not believing in myself. I was scared of something I couldn't even put into words. And he gave me 2 Timothy 1.7 and it's sticking with me to this day. It's sticking with me to this day. And um, that's for God, shall, um, for that should not have a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. And when we move through this journey, especially in, in this industry, um, just having that faith, being able to push through, take those risks mm -hmm. and understanding that you, you're here to do what you came to do. And man, my playlist consists of, you know, Kirk Franklin, the old school, Mary Mary. And, and I like, I like trying to trying out new artists too. Um, I used to just be like, nope, let me get the, let me get some old heads. Let me take it back to Hezekiah Walker. You know what I'm saying? Donnie, let me, let me hear them. Right. Give me a word, but I, I do like to mix it up because um, it's interesting to hear uh, young women, young men speaking a word from their mm -hmm. perspective. Yeah. The tone is so different, but the message is the same. And so sometimes you need to hear from that perspective. And, you know, I absolutely love it. And one of those low key hitters for me is, is it's time. And it's on one of Kurt's albums. And uh, it's simply just talking about he never said it would be easy. Mm hmm. You know, um, but it's all about when God says it's time, things going to come through for you. And it's just believing that and, and sticking with it. That song has brought me to tears many times in my car, <laughs> but it also brings me joy because it, it's that reassurance that I need sometimes. Like you said, Alexis, is that refilling your cup, right? Because you can be a luxury vehicle and everybody else can see that you're doing your thing, but you can't go nowhere without gas. So you need Come to refill on. your tank. Come on. <laughs> okay. That's good. Every mm. day. I love it. Ooh, 
Um, so I, oh, I, and Chelsea, you know, I have so many songs. Yes. But I'm going to start with the scripture yes. side, but um, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be, con- be constant in prayer. Come on. Romans 12, 12. Just understanding that through all of it, we have to, we have to remain consistent, you know, and I, and I, that's for me is one of the biggest things is, is celebrating the small victories, but also understanding that at the end of the day, I've got to keep praying. I've got to stay focused. I've got to, I've, I'm not done yet. So, you know, while I, I relish in those moments that are, that are feeling where I am moving forward, I also have to understand what the challenges bring to and what they mean and how it's helping me grow. Now, in terms of music, I love me some Tasha Cobb Blender because she, I think she just writes her songs for me. Clearly. Like we <laughs> right. are. She didn't make that thing personal. Um, I'm like, this is a little too personal. Uh, <laughs> no, but her two songs. Why are you calling me out? That's like, how you I, write. I, feel a little, I don't know. I feel a little offended. I feel like this is a, a little too I feel attacked. Wait a minute. <laughs> Gracefully Broken and You Know My yes. Name. When they start, yes. she's talking and I'm like, again, Tasha, we here. Um, and then also Donnie McClurkin's I'll Trust You, because again, yes. I, I, don't know, I, think it's, I think it's in gospel music when they start off with them lines, them first yeah. lines, yeah. Uh, that it's just like, ooh. And I, th- I don't know that I can consistently listen to those songs without crying. Like get my tissue box, because I don't care how happy I am, it will bring me to tears because it's like, wow, I have been broken. I have, I have been through so much, but at the end of the day, you know my name. And at the end of the day, I'm gracefully broken. And I do trust you, Lord. So I That's definitely, it. those are the three that no matter what I'm dealing with, good, bad, in between, small victories, whatever is going on, I can always tap into those. And it just helps me feel very uplifted. It gives me faith. It gives me, it, it breaks me. It makes me cry. It makes me emotional. But it also yeah. keeps me grounded in understanding the journey. So. Because you that. remember when. Oh, That's yes. the thing. It helps you remember when, when you songs and please and do know and I'm pretty sure you all do that they were in those moments when they wrote it you know so we all are gonna get to those places so when they wrote it we meet them in that place it's like oh yeah I've been there you know what I mean and so you know the list could go on for many but my song one of the ones that gets you right it's, it's in the room by Shannon uh William Wilson and all she says in that is, it's in the room. Whatever you need is in the room. And she starts listening, healing, favor, blessings. It's in the room. My father hears us. It's in the room. All fear is gone. Victory's won. Whatever you need, it's in the room. And I'm telling you, I don't care if I'm in my bedroom, the bathroom, my classroom, in this office where I am ready to do the podcast. I'm like, it's in the room. I don't care. I don't have to search for it. It's already here. And it stirs up some stuff in there, y'all. And there's many scriptures that get me, but all of Psalms 27, the whole thing, but the biggest part is that last one, verse 14, where it says, wait on the Lord, be a good courage. He will strengthen thine heart, but it didn't stop there. It ended the same way it started. Wait, I say, cause you know, the Lord know we don't listen, right? See, that's how I interpret it. That's how I be talking. He we said, not patient. Oh, we not patient. Disobedient. Right? Then he said, those jokers ain't hear me the first time I said, Wait, I say. I say what I said. That's how I interpret. I'm like, so you oh, you know Bible what? You're right, Lord. <laughs> Hold on. Let me check out. myself. Let me check myself. You're right. I did mess up on that one. You're right. You got me. You did say you did say I be tripping. No, he, yep. he knows. You come to my Bible study. That's how I'm teaching it. I'm breaking it down just like that. Think I about love it. it. 
Why does he have I, to open and close it the same way? Wait. I feel like I look at God and he had a sip and tea and he like, didn't I tell you to wait? Because he's not, he not telling you to wait. You ain't listening. Okay. Look, like my grandma used to say, like my grandma used to say, a hard head make a soft behind. Uh -huh. Come on Go here. <laughs> Look, and it's cushiony back here, okay? <laughs> Let's Listen, throw out, I got to throw out an honorable Some of us ain't like that, so it was just hard, okay? <laughs> it was uh, hard. <laughs> I gotta, you throw you got out a, I gotta throw out an honorable mention because right, what we got my honorable mention when it comes to songs that like this song reminds me like it's working. This okay. is my season for grace. For Come on, yes, this I is my it. season to reap what I have sown. Like Come when on, I say that song reminds me like everything is working together for your good. Like Come don't on. trip because I have moments where I, I trip. I'm like, yo, man, I've been at this company for blah, 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 blah. I did this. I did that. I did that. I put this together. They have my name on this, 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 and this, and this all I got. And then everything is working for your good. Come on. Like, I did not send for you today. I did not send for you today, sis. What did Roger say? R-E-L-A-X. Right? And honestly, the moment that I start relaxing and that I start like, I ain't even tripping. I'm going to just go ahead and grind and do me. I ain't even worry about it because trust in the Lord. That's it. Like, that's it. It There's goes. two parts of that song that get me though. There's two, right? When he says, I got a seed in the ground, that's the first one, okay? Yep. And then the Joker say it's leaning in, in my, my direction. direction. Come on. <laughs> Can I tell you, you know what it feels like when them blessings just on your side. It's yes. your time. Yes. You know, it's just like God, nothing can go wrong. Everything that can be won, I'm winning it. Everything can be received, I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. It's got to be the way he starts it because I said it on this podcast. I just said it like I have moments where I stray. I got moments where I mess up and he starts it where I haven't been perfect. Yep. But I've surely I've been, been faithful. faithful. Yes. 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 That's it. That's it. That's, That's right. it. My boot uncovered up down there. Right? <laughs> hey, you got, got cozy. That's, Ooh, that that's the tribe. That's, that's the that tribe dinner. right there. She <laughs> saw me shivering in the Lord's name, and I had to get a blanket. <laughs> okay, what's up? My brother, she done got comfortable. This kind of real comfy. We real comfy now, right? I love it. You know, there's guys. There's just there's, there's two more, right? They're they're the I call them the initiation questions, right? That I do on a pod. It is the two questions that every servant leader receives before we leap you into the servant leader family. One of the things kind of going back to when I talked to you guys about how to remain spiritually fit and what's those things that kind of get you in balance. I like to, I'm up early, right? And maybe it's the teacher in me, I don't know, but I go to bed early, so I'm up early. 5, 5.30, I'm up. And it's me and God. Don't nobody want that time because ain't nobody else up. It's just me and him, right? So it's gonna consist of some podcasts, me reading my word, whatever. But a lot of times that I like to do, and there's multiple notebooks around me because I always jot them down. And sometimes it's mental. I'll say God is right. Because when the storm happens and we're in it, it's hard to remember what he is, was, and has done, right? When we're in it. 
We know he's delivered us before. We know that he's been faithful. We know that he's blessed us. But when we're in that storm, sometimes we can't see that. So one of the things I love to do is just say God is, and I'll just start rifting off what he is, what he was, what he's done, what he's going to do, right? But I'm not giving y'all multiple, okay? I'm just giving you one. And so if I said God is and left a blank, how would you feel that blank? What is he to you? I'll go, um, I always say, because grace is my thing. So God is the purity of grace. I live Come on, on grace. See, she didn't add a multiple word. You see her? I'll but take, he is the right? purity. I was like, I'm glad she went right. first because I was going to just go at one word. But now I'm, I'm, sorry. A, I'm a preacher's kid, y'all. I'm a preacher's kid. It. We always got more than one word. You okay. Get you get a pass because I like that. <laughs> but he is the purity of grace. I am a strong believer in grace and mercy. I, I have to live on that. I, ha I that That's me. God is the purity of grace. I like it. He's a healer. Come on here, Shan. Don't get me started. That hits me in the chest. I know how I feel Listen. when y'all start saying that. Woo! Because someone, what, what's the story? You don't know my story? How you started that song? You don't know. Don't you don't know that story. Now. Okay. And and even Renee mentioned, you know, being, being broken before and and really going through that, uh, that's emotionally draining, but it's also a mental battle to build yourself back up to this point where you can try again and keep trying yeah. again and keep going and going and climbing that mountain. And um, sometimes we compartmentalize to the point where we don't address our brokenness, our mm. pain, and we don't put that work in. And it's going to come out eventually. It's, it's not going to go away. And you got to really go through it to get through it. And I don't know how people can do that without leaning on God. To me, he, he's the healer because it, it's I'm so fine. many things I reflect on that I would not, I just know in my heart, I wouldn't handle it like that if I had God in my life. I already know. Come on. Mm -hmm. I love it. I guess I'll go. Um, I'm going to add this. some words too because, you know, I got to keep up. First of all, 5.30, Chelsea, that is your, your time slot. You can have That's that. That's right. Don't about that. 7 o'clock, I'm up. No then disruptions. Then I'm taking over. At 7, I'm at work. At 7, I'm at work. That's why I take the midnight 1 a.m. slot. Oh, I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm late. <laughs> see, I don't go to bed. I don't go to bed till that 12 to 1. So that's, see, I got to, you know. Um, God is in everything. Is in everything. Not isn't. Is in everything. I don't even know if that fully makes sense to some people, but understand that at the at every point of your life, in every season, and everything, God is working, God is moving, God is involved. There is nothing that you see, feel, taste, smell, endure, overcome that does not have God in it. So just for me, and and I actually have done this with I am, like what am I? But it, with God. God is everything that I, that I am experiencing in my life. And that's at the root of every aspect of who I am and what I am experiencing, going to experience, going to overcome, going to, to be faced with. God is involved in everything that I do. I love it. Yeah, I'm very similar to Renee. God is all-knowing. I'm trying to figure it out. You already man. know what it is. Come on. Uh, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to put the pieces together. I'm trying to make it make sense. He like catch up. Cause <laughs> already, 
already know. I've already designed it for you. I already put it together for you. You just got to follow this path that I've laid for you. You just got to follow directions. Be obedient. Listen. Be patient when I tell you to be patient. Wait when I tell you to wait. When I give you the signs, take the signs. Like, I, because I I know we do that. We say, God, please show me the, and then when we see it, we like, wait, that ain't really what I wanted you to show me. I don't think that's him. (laughs) No, that was him, bro. That was him, sis. Like, you just, this it. You either got, you either, you got what you asked for. It might not have been exactly the way you wanted it, but you got what you asked for because he's all knowing. He already know, and he already know you're not going to pay attention. He know you're not going to listen. You know what I mean? He know you didn't listen. You know, I was, I was hard-headed too. I didn't listen. There were things I did. I shouldn't have did. I didn't listen, but he already knows. He knows where this journey ends for me. I just got to keep following the path to get to what his purpose is for me. And so that's, for me, that's what it is. He's all knowing. I love it. Yes, perfect. And you're right. That's how we do. I told you, you said it best. You told us, he said, wait on it. Right. I told you, that's why he said it twice. That's why he said it twice. Cause we so all, that's why right there. Cause we don't listen. I was laughing. There was a, uh, real quick. There was a, a minister. He actually was a assistant principal of mine once. And he was virtually uh, doing his sermon. And he said, it's so funny how we don't listen. He's like, you know, the old time song, He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He said, right? And he said, y'all struggle with that fact. He said, but then y'all go and y'all say, on-time God, yes, he is. You say it twice. You say it twice. And then when you need him to show up, you're like, well, I need it now. You know, you just sung twice that he's an on-time God, yet you still want to work in your timetable. I said, that's how we do. That's how we do. He ain't going to come when you want him. No. Hey, come on. Right. And see, that's our problem. That's our problem. Not recognizing. Y'all, when we get there, I tell people this. I'm going to live something 99, okay? I'm going to live something 99, and I'm good with that. But when we get up there, I'm telling you, I cannot wait for him to be like, let me show you how you showed out. Let me just show you. You you see this? This is what I wanted for you, okay? This is what you did. I cannot wait for that moment because I'm not, yeah. I, I know. I know yeah. I was showing out. Yeah, mine's gonna look a little different. This is what you were supposed to be. This how you went. Yeah, but what, what had happened I'm was saying. I'm gonna point out that part. Like I did do that. I might not have got the Z, but I did I get a point for that one. Know if it was a sign or not. You know, sometimes those signs be a little bit you know, you're not really sure. Like, is this the sign? That could have meant two things. I'm calling time out. I'm gonna be like, cut time out. This was the game plan I had, right? Okay. Right. I'm sure you gave me a sign, but run it back. Can I get the right. replay real quick? Right. We do that. I might have missed it. We do that. <laughs> you like one more time. And then he's gonna have to give me some glasses so I can see the signs real well. Okay, just give me some glasses. That's why I told y'all he comes at me like it's not still and small. His voice is not still and small. It is moving and loud because it I have to be sure. And so he knows his child. Yeah. So like sometimes I'll be like, should I have a I was gonna say when now you don't miss a few signs and you finally <laughs> catch that sign and say, Okay, okay, you got my oh, yeah, all right. I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Like, hold on, chill out, chill out. Oh yeah, I love it. And of course, this is the servant leader podcast, okay? Where servant leadership, there are two words that we hear all the time, right? And there are two words that when I talk to Coach Lavelle Moten and and many other servant leaders, they say they're action words, just like love. We can say we love people, 
But if your actions don't align, I don't care what you say. And servant leadership, those are two words that are action words, right? We see people have them on podcasts, right? We see them having them in your header. But I'm on a mission of creating the longest, truest definition of servant leadership so that us servant leaders can move out in the world and follow it directly. So if I were to ask each of you, servant leadership, what that meant to you, what would you say? I nominate Alexis to go first. <laughs> Stick with so that. I, I, I see, see, y'all treat me like my mama in church, and they'll be like, Alexis getting ready to come up here and talk. And you're like, Wait. I, I could, you know what? Mama, I was going to go. I was going to answer first, it, please. but I saw her. I saw her ready to go. So go ahead. Like, I, I, I was say. thinking. God was showing me I what I know. needed to say. I was trying to listen to him, okay? <laughs> oh, you listen. Look, she listening now, y'all. Now you want to <laughs> listen. Now. <laughs> Now you told me to wait on the Lord. I'm listening now. I'm trying to listen. (laughs) So, uh, T, you going first. You know what? (laughs) Fine. I'm going to be obedient. How about that? I love it. (laughs) Be obedient. Go ahead. You know what? Servant leadership to me, um, it really means being able to, being able to lead by being able to serve. It's being able to being able to understand how to inspire others, being able to understand how you can present a story to others while also understanding that part of your purpose is to help others and to embrace others and to have compassion for others because people will absolutely want to follow the example of something that they can relate to. And to Mm. me, that's what servant leadership is. In a dual meeting is understanding that I am where I am because I serve something higher than myself. You know what I mean? So realistically, it's it's a dual meaning for me, but- I can't imagine, you know, there are so many people who take power to a whole different level. Having a title has a a whole different level for them. Being able to say, I got 15,000 followers on Twitter. I got, you know, I'm verified on 59 different platforms. Like, what does it really do? Like, I want to be verified on Instagram too, but not for the reasons that you think, like not for the attention, you know what I mean? It's because I I know that with this comes an opportunity to inspire and elevate other people, you know what I mean? And I want to be able to use different platforms to do that, to inspire. And I want to do that while also understanding that I can selflessly help other people to be in places that I, even if I don't get there. And I think that's my, I honestly feel like that's, the purpose. And it's, it's taken me a long time to see that, but I genuinely feel like that's my purpose in life is to open doors for other people. Even if I don't get to walk through those doors and stuff, you know what I mean? Moses led how many people to, to, to freedom? Come on. Never set foot in the promised land himself. You know what I mean? And so I understand that and I am okay with that. And I think it took a long time for me to be okay with that, but I'm totally okay with that. Now, if I never, ever get to the place that I saw for myself but I've helped someone else get to where they want to be I'm good on that I'm good with that well, okay then give your holy ghost snap come on here all right oh you better bring the word love y'all made her go first I'm that's all she made me go first y'all made her go first <laughs> that's what we needed though that's what we needed that's what we needed you came right on time. That and was 
for me, it's, look, for me, it's, um, you know, I mentioned this before, it's really, how can I add value uh, to someone else's perspective? How can I, you know, make that impact? But more importantly, and I, I try to really send this message out to any and everybody, um, be mindful of how you treat, how you serve others who can't do anything for you. Mm. That's the epitome of it for me. How, yeah. how do you serve those who can't do anything for you or without seeking something in return? And, and it's not always material things, you know? Sometimes it's just emotional support. Sometimes it's mentorship. You might not even be a space, in a space where you want mentees, but someone saw something in you and they want you to help them, help guide them and add value to their perspective. And that goes with opening those doors. Um, but that's a message that I think we need to keep telling, especially especially in this day and age. People get so caught up in the clout of things, like you said, when it comes to social media, whew, whole nother ball game. But what are you doing for those people who can't do anything for you? who can't bring you that validation and attention and they just need somebody one time because you're sowing a seed and you're going to reap what you sow. Come on. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to go next because you all taking on my stuff. Come on, Renee. She put that blanket <laughs> on and that wisdom um, is hit. <laughs> look, you know, I think something that for me is so vital and so important in, in everything I do is to always, and I always say this, to give a voice to the voiceless, to help inspire someone in their journey. And as Tariq is saying, to open those doors for other people. But there are so many ways to go about that. That's why, for me, I do struggle with what people use social media for because it should be a platform that's helping to uplift, to connect, to learn, to grow, to network, not just to, to, to post this fake life of what you think you people want to see. So I think being a servant leader is, is understanding that it is bigger than you. Everything you're doing is not about you. The moment that it, it becomes about you, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. The moment mm. that job, that post, that opportunity, whatever it is that you're doing becomes about you, you're no longer a servant leader. You're just selfishly trying to do things for yourself that you think will get that short-term gratification. I'm not seeking short-term gratification. I'm seeking long-term blessings and Come gratification. On. So I think being a servant leader is understanding that there are so many ways that you, in, in where you are right now, no matter how hard it is, no matter how far you think you still have to go, you're farther than someone else. You've come a lot further in your journey than someone else that's just starting theirs. So I think it's also understanding that you don't have to get to the it point of your life to be able to help others. As you grow, you pull some along. As you learn, you teach others. As you are getting inspired, you inspire others. I think being a servant leader is always what whatever comes in, you, you take out 10 times, give that, pass that along to other people, you know, whatever knowledge, whatever opportunities, whatever um, you are learning and growing into to use that to help others in their journeys as well. So when you feel like you can't go on, for me, what inspires me, what keeps me going is knowing that what I'm trying to do is not about me. And, and what I'm trying to do is about someone else. So maybe I'm tired. Maybe I'm exhausted. All right, I'll take that mental health day. But then the next day I'm going to be right back because somebody needs me. Somebody is watching me. Somebody is learning from me, inspired by me because of who I really am, not because of what they think I am. So I do, in my opinion, as a servant leader, it's understanding that in the times where you feel like you really can't go on, when you don't understand why things are happening, what's happening, those moments where we're trying to piece together what we think is supposed to happen, where God already knows what is happening, 
to understand that it's for someone else. It's for the next person because there is so much value in our stories, our testimonies, our challenges, our trials and tribulations, our successes, that I want to leave a legacy that's bigger than me that moves not just to the next generation, but to many generations after that. To know that I was here. I left my mark on this world. I did something positive for others that helped make this ugly world of what we do see in in many negative aspects positive in some way. So for me, I think it's just being able to grasp that through it all, you're helping someone get through their challenges, their hurdles, their obstacles to learn and to grow so that they can hopefully pay it forward to someone else. And we keep this this opportunity and, and this, yeah, this continuous movement forward as, as whether it's one person or a hundred people, whatever it may be. Yeah, I'm showing out. So I guess it's on me now. Come on, Sister Twin. Hutchinson, let's go. You got it. Here, Give oh, us a good word. I, I would say servant leadership for me is understanding there is no perfect leader, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you may have a plan, People may criticize the plan. You have to listen to hear what they need to understand. But, you know, you have to be patient. There's no perfect leader in this world, right? You know, Moses had problems on the journey. That's why he broke the commandments. You know what I'm saying? So you think there is a perfect world, right? And it's not. So you got to lead. You got to understand. It's also understanding your purpose, too, what that leadership role is to people. Um, oftentimes I tell people, um, I'm growing, I'm learning. Um, I used to be, and I'm gonna be open now. I used to be sometimes ashamed of being that single parent in the church, right? Because Mm -hmm. people often look at you as the preacher kid. She had a kid, look at how her life turned out. Right. But I know that now in this pandemic, God has been telling me you have to be the voice to the voiceless. Let those mothers know, or dads know you can still make it happen. You can still maintain the career you want to have and be on the sidelines for your child, preaching for them, being an advocate in the classroom for them. You can show people what it is that they can do, understanding your purpose and knowing that the journey is not perfect. Come on. Well, all right. Y'all saw how she sat back after that. Do we feel your cup this evening, Chelsea? Do we feel your cup? (laughs) <laughs> Listen, my cup is filled. I'm going to still attend church in the morning, but even for some reason, if I didn't, I got my, I'm, I got my, my gas to my luxury car, as she can say. <laughs> ladies, 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 y'all are something else. Y'all have truly exceeded my whole heart's expectation for just like I told you guys when I talked to you, like I told you guys before we came on, we are working to normalize faith in sports. And what better way to do that than individuals who recognize their position, no matter how high they climb, they don't forget who positioned them there. And this platform does not work without servant leaders like yourself. So you are now a part of the servant leader family. We're so great and graciously glad and heartfelt to have you all. I ask that you all just continue to keep doing what you're doing. Because I promise you, if you know I was watching and I reached out, trust me, there's many more to do so. And to have others see you in this light and recognize that you know where your help comes from, that only moves this agenda forward, God's agenda forward. And we can't do it without you guys. So before you go, I'm going to ask that you bow your head so we bless you on out of here real quick. <laughs> 
Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you again for simply just being who you are. I always say that the best prayers are the prayers without a petition. So we just give you praise for being who you are, Lord God. Alexa said it best, Lord God. We have to remember the little things that even pain that we feel reminds us that we can feel it and reminds us that we're still alive, Lord God. We ask that you just continue to help us to decrease so you can increase. Help us, Lord God, to listen, Lord God, and wait on you. Even if you have to tell us twice and three times, remind us to wait on you, Lord God, because if you didn't send it, we don't want it, Lord God. I ask that you just touch every last one of these servant leaders and beautiful, amazing, strong women in this media world, Lord God, as they continue to go forth, Lord God, and bring whatever it is that you would have them to bring to this world. Continue to keep them strong, Lord God. Continue to keep them filled with you, Lord God. Continue to keep their discernment strong and intact, Lord God, so they recognize when you're speaking, Lord God. But most of all, we ask and will always ask that you just continue to illuminate us so that we can be lights, so that those that may not know you can find you. And yes, in Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all so much. Amen. Part of the servant leader family. Glad to have you. And if there's ever anything I can do, all you got to do is reach out. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Yes, ladies. Thank you all for listening. It was such a pleasure. Y'all have a great (laughs) night. You too. Thank you. Be blessed.